it takes work for all of us to be a mum and to do all the things we do. And just because when we step out the door, we make it look easy, it's definitely not easy. And just be kind to every every other mum. I think that that's super important. Setting an example and living your own truth and having the children see that you live your own truth is a huge thing for children to learn that it's okay for them to live their own truth. Happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful mothers out there. You are appreciated and you are doing an amazing job. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast, a podcast sharing inspirational stories and conversations plus tips and tricks on living your best and bravest life. I'm your host, Tiffany Johnson, author of Brave Enough Now, an inspirational story of self-discovery, survival and hope, and your host of the When We Are Brave podcast. I would just like to remind everybody out there listening to please leave a review. Reviews are so important in helping podcasts get out there in the podcasting world. If you are loving these episodes, you're feeling inspired, it would mean so much to me if you could please leave a review. And make sure you subscribe to the When We Are Brave podcast. That way you won't miss an episode of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. I really hope that you're enjoying it and getting so many great tips and tricks on living your best and bravest life. I am so, so excited about today's podcast. I decided that in honour of mothers across the globe, it would be a wonderful opportunity to do something a little bit different on the When We Are Brave podcast. I thought about inspirational women who have been in my life, who have stood by me as a mother, who have helped me, and I also thought about my own mother. And then I thought, wouldn't it be awesome and exciting and a wealth of inspiration and bravery to have all these women on a podcast together? And so that is what has happened. I'd like to introduce to you my mum, Diane Elliott. She is amazing. She has been an incredible mother, an inspiration in my life, a constant confidant and someone who I absolutely cherish. So I am thrilled to be doing this with her today. I also have another dear, dear friend of mine, Emma Hartridge, on the show she is a maternal and child health nurse. What she has achieved in her life in the field of maternal health care is amazing. I know that Emma is going to be a wealth of knowledge for all of us as mothers out there, sharing how many of her clients and her stories of how people have been brave in their motherhood journeys. And last but not least, my beautiful friend, Cassandra. Cassandra Quinlan is the mother of a transgender child, Grayson. I have watched these two incredible human beings throughout their journey. Cassandra has been nothing but supportive and loving and kind and there for her child throughout the entire process. And this is not something that everybody can do. It's been hard. It's something different to what you expect when you first have your child. 
So with all of these incredible women, with so many diverse and interesting stories, I thought what an amazing way to celebrate motherhood. So stay tuned. Enjoy the episode. I know you're going to love it. Today's episode has been brought to you by Queen Bee Secrets Organic Royal Jelly Skincare Balms. I'm so excited to be sharing with you this incredible product. I only want to talk to you about products that I truly, truly believe in, and this is one of them. Many years ago, Diane Elliott, also my mum, decided to make a skincare balm. What she soon found is that people kept coming back for this miracle inner tin, and a miracle inner tin it is. Filled with beautiful organic ingredients such as shea butter, essential oils, royal jelly, beeswax, it can help so many different skin ailments. It is amazing. She has a variety of different skincare balms, including a bush bee, which has been a lifesaver on those hot nights when we've been eaten alive by mozzies and in the middle of the night the kids are crying because they've been eaten alive. Put a little bit of bush bee on and away goes the itch. It is fantastic. She's also got lip balms, an amazing be radiant balm for those with a more mature age skin. And when you see all the photos of me on Instagram and Facebook, you will see how glowing my skin is. And that is from Be Radiant. If you'd like to find out more about these beautiful organic skincare products, you can go to my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au forward slash Queen Bee Secrets. I am telling you now, your skin will thank you for it. Not only did I want to celebrate mothers on this episode, but I've also got a new book available just in time for Mother's Day. How exciting! This book is slightly different to the book that I've written, as in my memoir. I have created a guided digital journal called My Journey to Brave, Discovering You. I am so excited about this journal. I've been wanting to create a journal for others to use for such a long time. Journaling has really helped me so many times in my life, recovering from the Swiss canyoning disaster and other times in my life when I've really needed to put that stake in the ground and work through whatever it is I need to work through. And it's what led me to live my best and bravest life. And now you can too. It's available on my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au forward slash journal. And because it's electronic, while we're in isolation, it's a perfect opportunity to get mum a present, something that you don't have to worry about sending, something you don't have to worry about finding in a store that might be closed. It is available immediately. She will love it. You can use it on any tablet or device like an iPad, download it into any app that you use to make notes. It is beautiful, it is feminine, and it is full of different tips and things that I have used personally to help me on my own journey of living my best and bravest life. And I really, really hope that it can help you too. So make sure you download it today, tiffanyjohnson.com.au forward slash journal. Now, let's get into the episode for this Mother's Day, talking about all things brave in motherhood. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast. What an exciting episode this is to celebrate bravery of motherhood. I would love to introduce to you the most amazing, incredible and inspiring women in my life that I am absolutely thrilled to share with you today. I have with us my beautiful 
and dearest friend, Cassandra Quinlan, my other beautiful and dearest friend, Emma Hartridge, and my mum, Di Elliott. Hello. 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 Hi, Tiff. Very excited to be here. (laughs) What an introduction. Well, you're very special to me. (laughs) And I am excited to share you all with the world. So, Emma, I would love for you to tell everybody a little bit about what you do as a profession because I find it incredibly interesting and inspiring and I'm sure all people out there who are mothers and our male listeners who have mothers or have a wife or a partner who's a mother would love to know about what it is that you do as a profession. <laughs> well, I I work in a very privileged field. I am so lucky to work with mothers and with children and babies and grandmothers. I am a midwife and also a maternal and child health nurse. I now work in the community as opposed to working in the hospital. And I work with mums and babies or mums with children up to the age of five years of of age. Um, And I'm also a lactation consultant. So um, helping women to breastfeed is one of my absolute passions. And it's um, often a time that is fraught with challenge and lots of women underestimate their abilities and being someone who can give people a confidence boost and say, you got this, you can do it, makes a really big difference, I think. So I am privileged to be a part of people's lives. And you're also a mum too, aren't you? I am. I'm a mum to two crazy children and a menagerie of animals. (laughs) That is very true. Cassandra, you used to have a menagerie of animals. Tell us a little bit about you. When the kids were little, we used to have a lot more animals but not so much today. Uh, So I have – my story is a little bit different. I'm talking more about my personal life. I have two beautiful children but I'm going to focus today on my youngest child who is incredibly amazing um, and he, we, I support him through a lot of amazing different areas in life. Um, one of them being that he is transgender. He also has a chronic illness and we've just recently had a new diagnosis. Woohoo! Um, because of the chronic illness, um, he has an eating disorder. So, We have a lot going on in his life and so I'm going to talk about the ways that we support our children through life. Yeah, he is amazing. He's absolutely amazing. And my mum, so you're the grandma on the show today. You have three beautiful grandchildren. Two of them are mine. Yes. (laughs) Yes, so my name's Di, not just Tiff's mum. <laughs> so I'm Di and I've been a businesswoman practically my whole life but my greatest achievement is being a mother to two beautiful adult children and three grandchildren. Um, I'm on the, on the other side of uh, 60 now, the not-so-good side, <laughs> so I tend to <laughs> I tend to reflect uh, back to when the children were younger and I'm feel very privileged to have been a mum. I think being a mum is the bravest thing that any woman can do. Yeah, I agree. And that's why we, yeah. Mm-hmm. When my mum had me, uh, mum and dad were um, in Melbourne 
and I'm now back in the homeland because I am back in <laughs> Melbourne but they'd moved from Sydney to Melbourne and mum was completely alone and found out she was pregnant. That must have been really hard, mum, to not have any community, no parents, no friends. You had no one, did you? You didn't know a soul. No, not a soul. We just moved there and I went to the doctors for a virus and they said, uh, well, we're very sorry but um, it's no virus, you're three months pregnant. And it was the last thing I expected. I never thought I'd had children. I was in my late 20s and we'd never tried to have children, didn't think it was going to happen. And uh, and it was pretty scary, but I didn't know, I didn't know anything about young children. I was the youngest in our whole family, so I'd never seen any little siblings or cousins growing up, and no one had ever talked to me about babies or children. So I was in oblivion. I had no idea what it was to have a child, and I think that was a bit of saving's grace because if I'd known. Then what I know now, I probably would have panicked not having anybody there to support me. But, um, you know, for some strange reason, it clicks in. Motherhood, when you have a baby, it's the most miraculous thing you'll ever do. And motherhood just clicks in and you seem to know what to do and you trust your instincts. And I did have the help of one very good matronly type nurse in Box Hill Hospital uh, she was like a sergeant major, very regimented, and that helped me a lot. So I got through it, yeah. Emma, do you find with your clients or your patients that you see, both the mothers and the children, how do you find the importance of community and support around them and their needs and how does that in- inspire them to be brave as mothers? And are you matronly? I don't think you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Tiff, that I've become slightly more matronly in the last five years. <laughs> and I'm very bossy, very nursey, very bossy, but I think it's loving bossy. Mm. And I try not to be, but there will be people who hear this who will disagree. <laughs> um, I think being part of a community is really amazing if that's what you have around you. And I think that being support for other people within your community and gaining support from your community is completely beneficial. I think, you know, when we run new mums groups, we see the mums are desperate to see other people who are in the same baby bubble as them. And so they have an understanding of what is happening in their lives and what it's like to really feel tiredness for the first time ever you know, where before you have a baby, you thought you knew what tired was. But then after you've had a six-week-old baby who's kept you up every night, you've been had no more than an hour at a time of sleep for six weeks, then you really know what tiredness is. And I think that when you have an understanding that there are other people who are going through that at the same time, that that's really important to you, feeling like you're not alone. But there are so many women who don't have a community around them and doing motherhood or being a mother in isolation is really difficult. And a lot of the clients I see, um, I tend to work with the vulnerable mums and the vulnerable children who we categorise as at risk, so at risk of vulnerability. That tends to be mums who are potentially... um, teenage mums or mums using drugs 
or mums with severe psychiatric illnesses, um, significant family violence, or mums and parents who are parenting who have a disability themselves. And so I tend to see that group of mums. And they are all incredibly brave women who often find themselves pretty ostracised from the regular mums group. And, you know, I've, I'd like to think that I'm an advocate for the mum who is a different kind of mum, who is just doing her best on any given day. And for many of us, we would see the high-achieving mums who are, you know, able to get up and put makeup on every day and go to the shops and go for coffee and go to playgroup and do all of that sort of stuff. Some of the mums I see would be really lucky to achieve that once a year. They are struggling and it's really tough. And I think we also need to include those mums that are doing it really hard in our thoughts when we think about motherhood and bravery because they're kind of a missed part of the community. Mm. Are, there a, are there support groups for those people yeah. who are needing those extra um, interactions with other mums. I think you run some playgroups and things, don't you? Yeah, for... yeah. So yeah. we run a teenage mums playgroup, which is actually really beautifully frequented by a great group of teenage mums and their babies who are now ranging up to the age of about four. And we have some brand, brand new babies who attend that playgroup. And it's just beautiful to see the mums interact with each other and support each other. Um and then there's other groups who really struggle to even get out of the house to attend a playgroup at all. And, you know, for them, sometimes being the best mum they can be on any day is actually providing a meal for their children or getting them for kinder. Yeah, definitely. Now, how can we as a community help those mums to feel brave, I, to feel empowered, to let them know that they really are doing their best? You know what, when they're in the supermarket and you see a toddler having a tanty, you just can give that mum a smile and say, it's a tough life being a mum. And, you know, little things like that where we smile at each other, we give each other that knowing wink of motherhood and just a little, I'm there with you, it's a hard gig, this motherhood. You know, it's some little supportive comment because most of the time, Mums are pretty self-critical. All mums are self-critical and they often feel that they're being judged. And, you know, if you can make someone feel more positive about how they're, you know, having a day and, you know, what you're thinking about them and just be kind to every every other mum, I think that that's super important. Really good advice, Emma. Cassandra, tell me about the importance of community with raising a transgender child? Yeah, so community is really important. Um, we have quite a large community that's not necessarily um, our family community. It extends into the wider community and that includes doctors and specialists and, um, and community groups and those sorts of things. So, um, Grayson is the name of my 16-year-old son and he attends a Headspace youth group, LGBT group, and that's been an amazing support. That's actually where he sort of started his journey about four years ago. Um, we 
uh, access the Royal Children's Hospital Gender Clinic, which is an amazing um, support. We have psychologists, dietitians, um, all sorts of people. The high school, local high school is fantastic as well. And so we have a lot of parts of the community. I think that's what Emma was talking about, that, you know, we have so many people that feel like they're alone and they don't have support from family, but there are other services out there where you can access um, access these things and they are a huge benefit and they do make you feel not so alone when you in initially think that you are and that uh, how are you going to get through all of this because it can be quite overwhelming to start with. Yeah, it absolutely can be. Are there support groups as well for parents to go through the transition as well? It's been a huge yeah, so part there of are, the journey. Yeah, so there's a number of support groups. I've. It's um, funny how sometimes you sort of need to judge how much your brain can cope with and what sort of capacity you have emotionally for these things. Um, at the moment I have sent an email and I've looked up the information online but I haven't been brave enough to attend those places. I've, I've thought in my head that I think it's probably going to be a bit too overwhelming but it's on my list of things to do. So I think that's another thing that people need to remember that you need to go at your own pace and do what works for your family Um, and that's what we're doing at the moment. That is amazing. I constantly am in awe at your ability to be so incredibly open and loving and accepting. I think that the biggest challenge with a lot of kids who are going through the sort of stuff that Gray's been going through is a lot of parents just don't accept their children and that must be so incredibly hard. And now instead of seeing a little girl that was very much the recluse, wasn't loving, cute kid, smart (laughs) as anything, but just never really came out of her shell Mm. and then then transitioned into Grayson – And now you have this incredible, confident, loving, kind and open child and Uh, to see the difference is amazing. Yeah, and that's what Di talked about right at the beginning was growing with your children and, um, and how you just sort of being a mother sort of kicks in and I really feel like that's sort of what happened. You... So many people say to me, I don't know how you do it, but when you're living it and you see how unhappy your child is and then as they make the changes, you see them flourish into this happy, beautiful child, um, you can't help but want to give them what they need to thrive. And um, that's exactly what Di was saying at the start, that, you know, you pretty much do anything for your child and and you want to do the best for them and and that's what you end up doing. You just want to – you end up trying to go with the flow so that you can give your child what they need and and have a loving life. Yeah, that's what we all want, isn't it? As mums, we want our children to be happy 
And sometimes it takes a lot of bravery to be happy. Sometimes it's it's tough. There's things going on in your life. Sometimes, you know, you're sick of toddler tantrums and you're tired or you're sick of teenagers who won't do their homeschooling work. <laughs> current situation or whatever the whatever's going on in your world sometimes it's really really challenging to face what you need to do as a mother and I know me personally that being a mother is my number one priority and so when things happen or we need to take a step in the direction of assisting and helping our children that always is the first thing that we try and do I try and do as a mother so tell me in all of our bravery is facing the challenges of motherhood. What have been some of your biggest fears about the job that you're doing as a mother? And what have you done to overcome or move through that fear as a mother so that you can live your best and bravest life and that your children can live their best and bravest life? Mum? Look, I would honestly say that setting an example um, and and living your own truth and having the children see that you live your own truth is a huge thing for children to learn that it's okay for them to live their own truth. And if they trust you, they trust that you are who you are, they know they can come to you, then you'll find that the, that life will be a lot easier that they'll trust that they can come to you when they need to because you've been authentic with them. They can then be authentic with you. And you go through lots of ups and downs when they go through teenage years and all sorts of dramas and you think, oh, my goodness, you know, I never thought it would come to this. But, you know, if you teach them, I think, or if you show them from the beginning, um, they come back. Um, they'll go through that terrible teenage rebellious years and then they come back to the person that they were in the younger years so it's all about it's all about loving them from your heart and being authentic with them so they too can be the same with you and not to judge them we all make mistakes um you know to sit down and keep communication lines open with them get to know um their friends and that's to be to do that is to be a brave parent to go out there and put yourself out there and, and mix in with the kids. Like for you, we used to go to Rocker Steadford um, with your school and I know that all the parents benefited greatly from going to that and so did the kids. Oh, man, I wish they still had oh, Rocker so Steadford. Wasn't that great fun? <laughs> it was, it was so, so good. It was, and it taught kids that they can get high on life by just having fun. So that was mm. a great thing to do. So, yeah, and it's brave to do that being a parent. You don't, you know, you, kids will some say, oh, that's my mother, she talks too much or she's too loud and, and you've got to step out of that and go, no, I'm going to be here, I'm going to do this and that takes bravery. Yeah, it sure does. I know that my son in particular hates it when I dance in the aisles at the supermarket but I love it. <laughs> I think he hated it when I used to do that too. <laughs> and we do it together now which is even lovelier. It's funny. <laughs> and Emma, what about you? How do you think um, how do you think women move through their fear as being a mother and how do they overcome it? What tools do you think women use? in that area? I think one of the things that I always try to reinforce to the mums 
that I see in my work is that they just need to trust themselves. They, and I say, trust yourself to get it right. You know your baby better than anybody else knows your baby and you will know if this baby is sick. You will know if you need to seek further support from someone about something. So just trust yourself. The other thing I um, really encourage my mums to recognise is that it's a tough gig. It's a really tough gig and we can only do our best on any given day. And some days my best is being a really super high achieving mum. doesn't happen very often, but occasionally. And then there's other days where I think, oh my goodness, I completely screwed up today. I'm going to mean, it's, I'm going to make my children a complete screwball and I've embarrassed them. And I'm so cringe and all of those things that your teenage children tell you. But I think it's really important to just realise you're just doing your best for today. And the other thing I really encourage my mums to do is to absolutely not compare themselves to any other mums because we all need to recognise that we are all living life in very different circumstances and we are each raising a very different child to other people. And you know your child and you know what is best for them and you know what is best for your family and you need to trust yourself to get it right. Yes, that is absolutely amazing advice. We all have to trust ourselves. It can be really hard to do, but it's something that we need to work more on as mothers. Cassandra, tell me about how, I mean, there must have been a lot of fear around Grey and what was going to happen. And I know that you work so hard in moving through that fear and the challenges and his health issues and now new health issues and you know, he's not the healthiest of children, but he is healthy compared to some other kids. Um, Very true. Yeah. So I think... Not that of, we're comparing. We're not, not comparing. That we're comparing not not that comparing. We're comparing. <laughs> but they're being grateful. Um, I think one of the things that I've had to learn, which I think we all try and do it a bit, but I've really had to expand on that a lot more, is as we get older... We all tend to, we do get stuck in our ways. And what I have learned from Grayson is that I can't do that. I can't be stuck in all those ways because Grayson needs people that can be flexible and open-minded and can change. Uh, we need to adapt and change to Grayson's needs um, um, as far as medical needs go, emotional needs, all sorts of things. And so it's been a real challenge for me to be more open-minded and be more open to change and be flexible with routines and all those things. Um, and that has been a benefit in the end for all of us. And it's flowed through to the rest of my life because then when you're more open-minded in one part of your life, you then start to become more open-minded in other areas of your life and it has brought us more joy and more happiness and contentment but it has been a challenge to be able to do it in the first place. I think you're one of the most open-minded people that I know. <laughs> 
And you have always been. It takes work to to be in that place. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes a lot of bravery. It takes guts and courage Mm. and you need to be in the space where you're not judging yourself either for the choices that you're making and how you're supporting your children and not having a go at yourself as a mother. I think that's another thing that we do as mums. We have that little voice in our head that says to us, oh, you should be doing this better, just like Emma was saying about, you know, some days we put the makeup on and other days we don't put the makeup on. I'm doing this podcast in my slippers. (laughs) Yeah, I want to say that about what Emma said as well, that, you know, you I can can be very open-minded and but it does take a lot of work and I think when other people see you they think oh she does that so easily and why does she do it so easily and it's not fair because I can't do that but it takes work for all of us to be a mum and to do all the things we do and just because when we step out the door we make it look easy it's definitely not easy we all have those battles going on in our heads yeah We all do. We absolutely all do. I know I do. I was listening to you, Cassandra, and thinking about one of the bravest things you do as a mum is sometimes apologise to your children for your shortcomings or for messing something up or forgetting something like a sporting contest that they were doing at school that you should have been there to see them swim or, um, you know, just generally not prioritising them and I think it's super important to be able to go to your children and say, hey, I'm really sorry about what happened today and I didn't do what I needed to do for you and that must have been hard for you and I'm I'm really sorry and I will work on it. I think learning to give a proper apology to people is really important and I think it's massively brave to do that and I think it helps our children to realise that we are all flawed, we all make mistakes but you can have a go at repairing by apologising and giving that love and affection on top of it. Yeah, to know that it's okay to to make mistakes. And like Mum said before, leading by example, I know I know my mother and I had some absolute ball-tearing fights when I was a teenager. <laughs> and, um, I'd forgotten and about it, them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we... Yeah, you're right because we did, we worked really hard at the making up and knowing that you're going to grow from the experience that everyone's going to be able to move on, the world has not ended and that it's all going to be okay. It's really important to know that everything is going to work out and it's going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. My other question that I love to ask all of my guests and I think this is such a a wonderful opportunity to share your wisdom and your insight into your bravery of motherhood. What tools have you used to help you live your best and bravest life, but in particular in mothering? Mum? Oh, that's a biggie (laughs) because I've got so many years under my belt. (laughs) Um, I guess you can also talk about tools you've used as a grandma too because I think oh, yes. you you yes. live a long way away from us so yes. and from your other grandchild as well we're all spread across the country so yes. I think there's lots of different um, avenues you could take this question yes absolutely well being mindful um, of other people in your life 
and and considering what they're going through because I've already been through a lot in my life and the tools I've used to get to this stage in my life is a lot of meditation and personal growth work which hasn't been easy you've got to be very brave to look at yourself you may not always like what you see but you've got to be prepared to change it as Cassandra said um you know, you go out the door and people say you do that so easily, but really it takes a lot of work for someone to look that it's been easy because they've obviously put the work in. Um, and being a mum is a very, very hard job. It's the hardest job I think anyone could ever do, but it is also the most rewarding. And uh, when you get to that space where your children have all grown up and they've got a wonderful life themselves, you can sit back and, and then you can pat yourself and say, well, I didn't do too bad a job. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I really, I'm in a different age group to your other ladies that are chatting because you're going through families now or as I'm a grandma and we get to have the children come and spend time with us and then we give them back to you. <laughs> we don't have to. Um, do the hard yards that you have to do but of course we're always there to help guide them. So I, I had a very beautiful grandmother who had died probably just over 18 months ago yes. now she was a very very wise I woman. I heard all about and it. I <laughs> she was my moxie yeah and I asked Mopsy one day when I was having a particularly difficult day oh my gosh, how old are they before you stop worrying about them? And she looked at me square in the eyes and she said, Emma, your mother is 70 and I still worry about her every day. It never no, ends. It I'm always a mother. It doesn't. You never stop worrying about them. Mm. So maybe it's never ending and it's just once you're a mum, you're always a mum. Yes, you can't really think change that's it. that's true. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any other tips, Emma, or tools in how to be brave and live your best and bravest life as a mum? I encourage the mums I see, and I know I did this myself when my children were very young, is to stand in front of the mirror every day, look at yourself and say, you just can only do your best today. You can only do your best today. And you are a good mum. You are a good mum, is what I used to, to say to myself to make myself feel more confident in my abilities and because it is a really tough gig. And I had high expectations of myself when I had my first baby. I had been a midwife for 10 years and was already a maternal and child health nurse and had, you know, at that point, I thought I knew everything. I thought it would be dead easy. And then this baby came along and I realised I knew nothing and I remember saying to my husband, crying my eyes out, how do people who aren't midwives and maternal and child health nurses do this? Because it's hard enough when you already know some stuff. And it's, it's a big gig that is just so overwhelming at times that you just need to break it down and just do the best today. I have Small to, steps. Don't overthink. Mm, I have to agree with that, Emma, because I had mm. Tiffany on my own for about six or nine months and um, 
her dad would go away for work and I had no car, no no support system. And so you just went through, I just took it a day at a time. Each day was mm-hmm. a new day. And, uh, yeah, you just you just are able to do that. And it is hard. And I feel for the younger women today. It was much different back when Tiff was born. It was, wasn't really expected to go to play groups or or socialise that much. You'd see your neighbours. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is hard. And I, my heart goes out to a lot of the mums that are on their own today. I meet a lot of them through my work, through um, what I produce my balms they have children with skin problems and they come to me and they they end up telling me their stories and I do sit there and and listen to them I think listening is a really big helpful thing to do to someone who isn't coping well so being a good listener is important and you have to be brave to do that because we all want to say well you know I remember when I did this or I did that but just to be silent and listen to another it's a good mm. thing to do. Cassandra, do you have any tools? Yeah. You've got so really, many tools under so your many belt. Tools. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's sure um, Yeah, I love the listening, Di. I think that's such a good piece of advice. Um, I'd also say for mothers that are struggling that, you know, that often they feel like, and, and I know that I touched on this earlier, that I felt like, um, you know, sometimes I'm a bit too overwhelmed to reach out because it just looks too big and scary. But um, this day with technology, you can reach out through um, text messages and you can reach out through social media and, you know, there's hotlines and there's GPs and there's friends and there's so many ways that you can start to reach out to just have conversations. They don't always have to be professional. They can just be... Um, someone to listen to you and so often I hear people say to me and particularly through this COVID um, and isolation time where people are saying I feel so alone and so lost and I've got no one to talk to um, there there is always someone to talk to and there's always someone out there that can help it's just a matter of taking that first step and it and it doesn't really matter what that step is um, it's just working out what's best for you, but there are a lot of tools out there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that care, and there's a lot of people that want to help other people. It's just a matter of taking that little step. And you have to be quite brave to do that. It's, it takes a lot of courage. Uh, quite brave. It's so so brave. It's huge. It's just so massive. Um, even just sending a text message or responding to something on a social media page can be so overwhelming. But um, once you start and you make that connection and you feel like you're not so alone, it will make a massive difference in your life. Yes, I Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just had another great idea because mm. I'm like the woman of ideas. She's an ideas girl. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that we could do or other people or our listeners can do to celebrate their own motherhood or their own mothers for this Mother's Day? We can't go and have high tea with mum. We can't take her out for lunch. We can't. There's lots of can'ts going on. We can't give her a hug. 
But what could we do? I've been thinking about this and I often think about it too because um, mum's far away, aren't you mum? You're yes. Many, many <laughs> days drive to get to each other but or a plane trip and that's certainly not happening right now. I was thinking what would be lovely to celebrate our mothers and ourselves would be to do a shout out on social media or ring your mum if you haven't spoken to her in a while. Send some flowers. Yeah. There's some beautiful hampers as well that you can get delivered to your mum. Yeah. I was also thinking about, <laughs> I don't want to give too much away because she's on this on this podcast, so I can't <laughs> oh give out dear. too many ideas. Yeah. I know. The surprise is the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Um, so I was also thinking of, um, I heard this really great <laughs> concept the other day. People are being very ingenious with their ideas on how they can connect through this whole isolation situation and they were doing a trivia they were doing a trivia board game I can't remember what trivia board game it was but that's not important they were doing a trivia board game on zoom Uh, another family were doing a cards of humanity game on zoom and I thought well if you we can't be with our mums how can we utilise technology? So just think a little bit outside of the square and be inventive. Sing her a song, <laughs> write her a card, send her a letter, send her a text message, do a video, whatever you can think of, but something to celebrate your mum and let her know that you really appreciate all the things that she's gone through, the hard times, the good times and know that that appreciation is there. I think everyone needs to hear that once in a while. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Tiff, I also at the same time like to show appreciation to the other mums around me who support me in my mothering and I think acknowledging them is always really important. You know, I've got... You just want me to send you flowers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got friends that we got pregnant at the same time. You know, we've done all of these life milestones together along the way, and we've shared every step of the way. And it's been so, it's been such a privilege to mother alongside people who listen to you, you listen to them, you share ideas. And I think that acknowledging all of the mums in your world. And people who support you being a mum is super important. So it's not just about the mums because there's lots of people who don't have a mum in their life and, you know, acknowledging other people is super important. And sometimes it might be if you were raised by a dad, it might be giving your dad, you know, a super beautiful acknowledgement on Mother's Day. Yeah, perfect. That is a perfect point. I love that. It's so (laughs) true. And it comes back around to what we're talking about the importance of community around us as we raise our children and it takes a village sometimes to raise a child and we're very lucky to have that. So if you are needing support out there, there's lots of different avenues to get all different forms of help and as Cassandra said, there is always someone out there who is willing to listen to you. So in light of how wonderful you all are, I want to say thank you so much for being on the When We Are Brave podcast. What an exciting episode. I hope that you've enjoyed being here. It's been wonderful. Thank you. you. Yeah, it's lovely, Tiff. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, thank you, darling. It was wonderful. (laughs) Mm, That's my pleasure. And my best friend. 
doing Aww. it for me. Thank you, darling. You're all my best friends. Every single one of you on here. Aren't I lucky? Yes. I? Yes. Hey, can good. I do a shout out to my mum? Happy Mother's Day, mum. Oh, I love yes. you. <laughs> Mother's Day to my mum too. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful mothers out there. You are appreciated and you are doing an amazing job. So, my friends, be brave and live your best and bravest life. Thank you so much for tuning in to the When We Are Brave podcast. I really love sharing all these incredible stories of inspiration and how we can all live our best and bravest life. Don't forget, go to my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au forward slash journal, where you can download today your guided journal, My Journey to Brave, Discovering You. I know it's going to help all of us live our best and bravest life. If you enjoyed today's episode or the other episodes of When We Are Brave, I would love it if you could leave a review. Reviews help shows get the word out in the podcasting world. Or if you could also subscribe. That way you won't miss another episode of When We Are Brave. Shows are dropped weekly on a Monday, so make sure that you subscribe and get your new episode every Monday. You can find out more about me on my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au. You can also find out more about my book, Brave Enough Now, an inspirational true story of self-discovery, survival and hope. It's my story of how I came to find who I truly was and how I came to survive the 1999 Swiss canyoning disaster. It's available now on Amazon and I also have signed copies on my website, also love sharing my story with audiences across the globe. As a keynote speaker, I tell my story and share tools and tips on resilience and how you can live your best and bravest life. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn or send me an email. I'd love to connect with you. Head over to my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au. I've also started up a new Facebook group free for you to join today. It's called Brave Hearts. So if you're keen to join with other brave souls, head over to the Facebook group, Brave Hearts. I'd love to see you in there. So my friends, be brave until next time and live your best and bravest life.